evening I'd like to talk a little about our portion or our inheritance and uh, maybe a little different than what I have in the past and uh, we'll see, well, I saw something in this that uh, Bill, you and I talk, and David and I uh, a lot of times about, you know, scriptures we know, but then all of a sudden we see this thing that we'd never seen before. Nothing new, but it's, it's, it's the same things in a different place, so it's kind of new to us in that respect. So when I was looking at this inheritance or our portion, and, and I saw something, uh, and Lord willing, we'll, we'll bring that in, which uh, was very uh, enlightening to me. I saw something, in, I guess, the same thing in a different light than I had sent before. So, Lord willing, if we get to that. So, uh, I'd like to talk about our uh, eternal inheritance. So, what do, you, what do you think it will be when you think of our eternal inheritance? What do you think it will be? And what do you want it to be? Betty and I talked about it before. She'd be happy be a doorkeeper, not looking for any. So what do you, as we look at our internal inheritance, what will be and what, what do you want it to be? We... Uh, it's a time of year when uh, there'll be a lot of gifts given and received and, and maybe more so children, but they, I remember I used to get that Sears catalog and Penn's catalog and, oh, I wanted all these things and everything. But your inheritance, your eternal inheritance, what will it be? And more importantly, what do you want it to be? Uh... You know, it tells in, in, in Peter that we do have an inheritance, and it's uh, incorruptible, undefiled, and fate is not away, those who are kept by the power of God. So there is an inheritance for the Lord's sheep, or the Lord's elect, or the Lord's elect within the elect, I might say. But there is an inheritance, it fadeth not away, those who are kept by the power of God. Now, we've had things fade away in an earthly lives and things like that, but this inheritance for the Lord's sheep, it won't fade away. It won't corrode, corrupt, because it's kept, they're kept by the power of God. So what, what is your internal inheritance? What do you want it to be? So I'll read a few scriptures. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, just looking at, at some things. I'm not saying this is it. Well, in fact, it's not. But anyway, uh, look at some things here and see what is this? Is this what I want? Is this what my eternal inheritance is? And, and we'll read several of these. Philippians 4 and verse 1. Uh, Apostle Paul, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writing here to the church of Philippi and, and those. And he says, Therefore, my brethren... Dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, dearly beloved. So he's saying, you people, you people my crown. First Thessalonians chapter 2. 
So it's this, these crowns uh, that it talks about. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and uh, verse 19. Apostle Paul again writing church of Thessalonica. And uh, 2 and 19. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of the Lord Christ at his coming? He says, what is our hope and our joy uh, or crown of rejoicing? Are not ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? So he talks about crowns. And, and let's, let's go to uh, 2 Timothy. So as we look at uh, uh, inheritance, is this, uh, is this, is this it? Is this what you want? Is this what our eternal inheritance will be? 2 Timothy uh, 4 and uh, verse 7 8, Apostle Paul again says, uh, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And of course, we know he would say, by God's grace. We're not, we're, we're not reading everything, but we know that Apostle Paul is, uh, I talk about sometimes the I word, but we know he's not using that I as in self. We, he, we understand that he knows that it was all by the grace of God. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So here's a crown. Is that our inheritance? Is that, uh, is that what you're looking to? Is that what you're looking for? Uh, this, this crown? Uh, James uh, chapter. One. Let's see. James chapter one and verse twelve. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried. He shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So here's, here's another crown, uh, the, uh, enduring temptations, and, and receive the crown, the crown of life. First uh, Peter chapter 5. So as we look at our eternal inheritance, is this, is this it? Is this what you want? Is this it? 1 Peter 5 and 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. So these, these crowns, is that it? Is that the eternal inheritance that you want, that you're looking for? I mean, no doubt it, it's here. We're reading it and so forth. But let me, in Revelation chapter 4, uh, 
it tells us what we'll do with those crowns, and there will be these crowns. Uh, Revelation 4 and verse 10 and 11. The four and twenty elders fall down uh, before him. I'm not reading very well tonight. My glasses, I started saying my glasses aren't working well, but I think it's my eyes that aren't working well. So let me try it again. Revelation 4 and 10. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that is seated on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying... Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. So those crowns, and Paul said, hey, I fought a good fight and so forth. But here, be casting the crowns back at His feet. Why? Oh, Lord, we had these because of You. It's not of us, it's of You. So these crowns are cast back to, his, uh, uh, to the feet of Him who is worthy. So, you're our eternal inheritance. Is, is that it? Is that what we look at and that's the eternal inheritance? Is that what we want? Is that what we, if we had our wish list and our wish catalog? Well, actually, well, start to say we have our wish catalog here, but that's not a very good thing to say. Uh, but anyway, is that, is that what you think it is? Is that what you want? Is that what you desire? Is that what it will be? So, well, crowns, that's a, that's a pretty nice thing, crowns. So let's look at something else. Revelation chapter 21. We'll see some marvelous things here as well. And we'll be asking, is this, is this it? Revelation chapter 21, and starting in verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls of the seven last plagues and talked with me, saying, Come here, and I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. And, and we listen, listen to this. Having the glory of God and her light was like the stone of most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And had a wall great and high, had 12 gates and the gates, uh, 12 angels and names written on the gates which are the names of the tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, and on the north three gates, and on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he talked with me, or and he talked with me, he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates of it. And its wall. And the city lies four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs, and the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. 
And he measured the wall of it, 140 and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, uh, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, and the second sapphire, and the third chalcedonia, and the fourth emerald, and the fifth uh, sardonyx, the sixth sardis, and the seventh crystallite, and the eighth beryl, and the ninth topaz, and the tenth uh, crispus, and the eleventh jaceth, and the twelfth amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each one of the gates was one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. Is that eternal inheritance? Is that what it is? Is that what you want? Would that be on your list? These pearls... Precious stone, streets of gold. I think of our street. We live on a private road. It has mud, it has potholes. Now, I've got a grader, and if I can grade it every once in a while, uh, we don't have the potholes. But, boy, I'd be satisfied. I'd be really happy with asphalt or concrete or really happy if I just had time to grade it and kick up the gravel and, and get rid of the potholes. But streets of gold? Boy, that's, and, I, and, I, and we think of this, and how marvelous this will be. But is that your eternal inheritance? When you, if you think about it, when the Lord takes us home, what's, what's on your mind? What's, what's that? What would be on that wish list? And I shouldn't say wish. Uh, just forgive me. I think you know what I mean. But is it all these crowns? Is it these stone, a pearl the size of a gate? Streets of gold? Are we going to be walking the streets? Are we going to have nice hot rods, Chuck? <laughs> so when you, think of, when you think of your eternal inheritance, you may think on these things, but is, is this it? Is this, oh yes, if you listed my eternal inheritance uh, on their wish list, again, I apologize, I can't think of a better word, but... Uh, Number one, number two, number three, number four. What? Well, let's go to the book of Lamentations to show you what it will be. Lamentations, the book after Jeremiah. We don't go there very often, do we? Uh, Lamentations chapter three. And this actually will start our, uh, our lesson. Lamentations of Jeremiah. Chapter 3, and verse uh, Lamentations 3 and 24, and, and again, this is our lesson, this is our text. The Lord is my portion, 
saith my soul. Therefore I hope in him. Now that we, we realize that hope is not a maybe hope. This is a desire with expectation to receive that which we desired. So it's, a, uh, it's an assured hope. It's not, a, it's not a maybe hope. But what does this say? The Lord is my portion. The Lord is my inheritance, saith my soul. So what does your, what does your soul say? Boy, I'd like to have them streets of gold. I'd dig up a pothole and go and sell something. No. <laughs> oh, I'd like to have these crowns. What do we think of? Uh, whenever we think of our eternal inheritance, if you listed it, some of the pearls, some of the sapphires, streets of gold, crowns, or would it be the Lord is my portion? The Lord is my inheritance. I hope in Him. In other words, all my hopes and desires and expectations is in Him. Uh, let's, let's read a few more scriptures around this, and, and, and I need to, to uh, study more in Lamentations. But uh, verse 17, we'll go back there and back up a little bit. Verse 17 of uh, Lamentations 3. And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. And remember, this is Lamentations of Jeremiah says, and thou hast removed my soul far from my peace. I forgot prosperity. Didn't we start out this way? I did. I started out this way. Uh, my soul was removed far from peace. As I've told you before, my first study of the scriptures, I'll just start in Genesis 1.1, and I'll read through, and I'll learn it all. And then I got in the law of Moses, which, see, if you, look, if you look at the law of Moses and don't see Christ and don't see mercy, you won't have peace. That's what the law of Moses teaches. It teaches about Christ. But if you don't see that, peace is removed from you. And that's how, that's how we're all start out. Thou hast removed my soul far from peace. I, I told you, I... The building out of Arabia, I went, see, as a kid, well, you know, you, you learn things or whatever. But then when you really start thinking about it, and I started thinking about the lake of fire. I thought, you know, that's, that's not to the end of the year. It's not to the end of the decade. It's not till you die. It's forever and ever and ever. And peace was removed far from me. I had no peace. It says, I forgot prosperity. I had no thoughts, or I'll say maybe hopes now, of streets of gold or pearls or, or all these precious stones or crowns. That was the farthest thing. That prosperity was the farthest thing from my mind. No peace. Knew I couldn't make it. I, I, I've mentioned this several times. There was a uh, 
young man worked for me one time, one of the nicest, upright, moral, nice people you'd ever, you'd ever meet. And uh, I don't believe he had been exposed to the truth. He had been exposed to what the religious world teaches you and what the religious world feeds you. And this, one of the nicest young men, well, now I guess he'd be an old man, but back then he was a young man, but one of the nicest young men you'd ever want to meet. And he says, I know I'm going to hell whenever I die. Now, this wasn't a light moment. Sometimes people say, well, you know, go to hell if you do this or that and kind of speak lightly of it. But he was serious. I know I'm going to hell whenever I die. And, I, and I've been there. I, well, there's no way for me to go get to heaven because I didn't see mercy and I didn't see grace. All I saw was things standing in the way. But he said, I know I'm going to heaven whenever I die. And this was a serious moment. Well, why would he say that? He knew that he couldn't do what the religious hypocrites, modern-day Pharisees, legalists, he couldn't do what they said. But what he didn't know, they can't either, but didn't know that. So we talked, and I don't know what the man believes. That's been many years ago. Uh, but he knew he couldn't make it. Uh, verse 18, I said, my strength and my hope are perished from the Lord. Like I said, I, well, I started to mention the, the building out of Arabia. I was at a point, I didn't want to think about it. I didn't even want to drive past the building. I, I, didn't, want to, I didn't want to think about it. Again, I knew I couldn't make it. I couldn't do what I thought needed to be done, what the world teaches. And it's Terrible place to be. And I said, my strength and my hope are perished from the Lord. I, had no, I didn't want to think of the Lord. 19. Remembering mine affliction and my misery and wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. Well, see, there comes to a time that we're in remembrance, but then we're not living in that anymore, but we're in remembrance of where we were. And Apostle Paul, I think we read this morning, I believe this morning, he said, uh, Christ came in the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So the Apostle Paul had a remembrance of what he was and where he was. And where, what was that? He, he had a remembrance. He said, I, I'm, and we talked about this morning. Christ came in the world to save sinners whom I am chief. We read some about his life. Do we read about him going out and stealing things? Uh... Do we read about him eating pork chops and bacon, the unclean, things like that? We don't read any of that. And we read it in Philippians this morning. We won't go there. What we do read about his life and what is the important thing that's revealed to us about his life is when he was a Pharisee, when he was trusting in his righteousness and the law. He said, touching righteousness was in the law. He said, none of you can compare it to me. That's what I used to believe. 
So Paul had a remembrance of that. He, he, he wasn't without hope now. He had this desire with expectation to receive that which he desired. But he had a remembrance of who he was and what he was and what we are as fallen man. Uh, verse 21, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope, I have hope. Uh, or did I skip 20? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Uh, 21, uh, yeah, 20, my soul hath, uh, hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. So certainly Paul realizing that he was a chief sinner when he trusted in his righteousness and the law, because he wasn't looking to Christ. He wasn't trusting in Christ. He was looking to himself and his own righteousness in the law. And, boy, that will humble you. And he said, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. So let's never forget who we are, where we were. And only by the grace of God, we have this hope, this desire with expectation to receive that which we have desired. Um, 22, it is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. So, see, I, again, going back, I have a remembrance where I was. And I, uh, the only thing I could see was I was going to be consumed. Why did I think that? Why did this young man think that? Well, he said, I know I'm going to hell whenever I die. Why did he think he was going to be consumed? Because he didn't see the mercy. It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassion fail not. And uh, 23, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Isn't it wonderful? Wake up in the morning and thinking, this was not all a wonderful dream. This is true. His mercy. It's true. We're reminded every, every morning, every day, by God's grace, we're reminded uh, of that. Uh, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And in 24, which is our text, the Lord is my portion, or the Lord is my inheritance, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in thee. And let's go a little farther, uh, 25. The Lord is good unto those who wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Of course, waiting on the Lord is just is another way of saying trusting in the Lord. We, we trust in him. We no longer trust in our righteousness in the law. We no longer trust in ourselves. Now he calls us to look at his mercies and his compassion. Uh, so that's, that's the patience. That's what the waiting is. 
uh, 26, uh, it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Again, it's, this waiting is, is, is a trust. We're trusting in our salvation in the Lord. There we have that peace. Back when we were chief of sinners, trying to look at our own self-righteousness, didn't have that peace, did we? Uh, and it's, we're going to have to, let's go down, skip down to verse 31. For the Lord will not cast off forever. Now, back then, did you felt that you was cast off? I did. I felt that I was cast off. I, again, I didn't even want to go past the building out there to be reminded of it. But you won't be cast off forever, nor was I, nor was you. Uh... Let me read 31, 32 together. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he calls grief. Boy, I had grief then. <laughs> I had grief when I would think, and I didn't want to think about it. But when I thought about it, and the more I didn't want to think about it, the more I thought about it. And it was it grief as I thought of the lake afar forever and ever and ever. Said, but, the, uh, but though he calls grief... Yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. And see, I didn't, I didn't see his mercy then. Didn't see his mercy at all. So uh, verse 24, though, is, is our text. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. The Lord is our portion. He is our inheritance. Uh, Mort sings a song. Boy, I'm going to have to hurry. Mort sings a song. Uh, can't think of the name of it. But uh, as a man dreamed that he died and then he went to heaven. And he saw his family up there and everything. And they uh, uh, give him a tour and everything. He said, I saw Matthew, Luke, or no, I saw Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Matthew, Luke, and Timothy. Or Matthew, Mark, and Timothy. I forget which way it is. So he saw his family and he was taken around and showing all this stuff and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and Matthew, Mark, and, and Timothy. But what did he say in the song? He says, I want to see Jesus. He's the one that died for me. So our portion is Jesus. Uh, Let's quickly go to Revelation. So, so, well, let me speak as a fool for a minute. Well, why should we be happy or satisfied that he is our portion? Again, sorry for the foolish question. But Revelation chapter uh, uh, 21, we'll go back there again. I hope that you, uh, as we look at our eternal inheritance, it's not about the crowns. It's not about the streets of cold. It's about our Lord. He is my portion. He is your portion. He is your inheritance. Revelation 21. And uh, we had left off there. was reading down through there about all the, the jewels and everything like that. But we stopped at verse 21. And let's look at verse 22. And I saw no temple in it. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb 
or the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory, uh, uh, for the glory of God did light it, and the Lamb is the lamp thereof. So we looked at all those jewels, no streets of gold and everything. And then we stopped. But what's, what's important there? The Lord. That's, now can't we see, oh, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. And we can see why. All the things that he's done for us. And uh, let's see. Let's, chapter 22, and uh, verse 1, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and out of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there a tree of life, which bore twelve kinds of fruit, and yielded her fruit every month. So we, again, we're seeing this, Wonderful city, this wonderful place. And there's nothing wrong with, with desiring this and, and so forth like that. Nothing wrong with that. But as we think of our inheritance, our Lord is our portion. So uh, verse uh, 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and all the land shall be in it. There's the portion of our inheritance. And his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no, uh, no night, and they have no need of a lamp, neither the light of the sun. For the Lord hath given them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. The Lord is our inheritance. We'll be with the Lord. I'm not saying there won't be crowns. Of course there's going to be crowns. And these other things as well. But what do we look to? We say, I, I, I pray that we'll say, well, I'll do these things and these good deeds so I'll get more rewards. I, I hope that's not what's in our mind. I know Paul said, I fought a good fight and so forth and it's crowned for me. I hope we're not doing it for that reason. I hope we're doing it to give honor and glory to whom it deserves. Now, there will be rewards. And we think of the judgment seat of Christ and so forth. Uh, So we look at what he has done for us. Uh, Psalm 73, let's go there. I'm going to try and decide what ought to leave out of here. Psalm 73, let's read this. But as we think of what the Lord has done uh, for us, then we see why, oh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, the, yeah, we may have the, the, uh, the sapphires and the pearls and all those things, but when we see what our Lord has done for us and, and he calls us to see that and calls us to soak in, causes us to comprehend this to what degree that, that, we, that, he, that, that we can or that he does. Psalm 73 and, and uh, 26. My flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So, look at our, look at our Lord. 
He's our portion. But look at, our, look at, him, look at him on the cross. Look at him in the garden. And we talked about this several weeks ago now. But look at him in the garden when he said, Oh, I sorrow and, and, and he's depressed and all this. And, uh, uh, and then that cup, that cup with your sins. And his, he prayed, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood. This tells us what he's going to be taking on. Not just the cross. I don't know how many people died on the cross. Horrible, of course. Yes, it was horrible. But he paid for every sin of every one of God's elect throughout all the ages. That's what he was going to pay for. And that's when he said, If it be thy will... Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not thy will, but mine. So, when we think about our inheritance, well, shoot, I, I wanted those sapphires and those pearls, and, and I wanted those streets of gold. Well, okay, but what's that compared to Jesus Christ who hung on the cross to redeem you from your sins, from your blasphemies, from your uh, uh, looking to yourself instead of looking to Him. Uh, <coughs> so he, he is our portion. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. He is my inheritance. And it's, it's wonderful to think about these other things. We think about the, uh, the city and the light and so forth coming from him and, and the tree. and, and the, it's, it's wonderful to think about those things. But that without the Lord, what, what is it? It's, it's, it's nothing. So we look to the Lord and then we see, oh, yeah, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. But something that I had not seen before. Well, I'd seen it before, but not in this light. So we're, we've been talking all this time about uh, our portion. What we're going to do is, okay, we see the crowns. We see all the other things. We see the important thing, though. The Lord is my portion. So we see all that, and, and maybe our minds are, are uh, free to think of what, what we want and so forth like that. How wonderful all this is. what our portion, what our inheritance is. I want you to think for a moment. What's the Lord Jesus Christ, what's his portion? What's his portion? We think of our portion, oh, this is going to be so wonderful. And, and if we want to look... At it this way, all those, those, those jewels and those big pearls and the streets of gold and, 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 and these fruits and so forth. I mean, it's okay to, to think that way, but all these, oh my goodness, what else could we want for? And then the Lord is our portion. What more? We couldn't ask for anything more. And that's our portion because of his mercy. We don't deserve it. But. We think of, and these are wonderful thoughts, and we're, we're, we give thanks and we're grateful for this because we have a remembrance of where we were. That makes this that much greater, doesn't it? But 
What's the Lord's portion? What's the Lord's inheritance? We're talking about all these wonderful things. What's the Lord's portion? And this is nothing new, but I never saw it in this light until I was studying this. The Lord's portion. This is in Deuteronomy. We won't turn there. For the Lord's portion is his people. If that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, you are the Lord's portion. We, we think about our portion. Oh my goodness, all this wonderful stuff and everything. But the Lord, who can have anything. In fact, uh, uh, didn't uh, Satan tell him, Oh, I can give you all the kingdoms of the world. He could have had everything. That could have been his portion. All the kingdoms and the glory that went with it. He could have had all that. Satan said, I have the power to give you all this. Was that what he wanted for his portion? Again, we can, we can write our list what we want for our portion. We talk about these wonderful things. But our Lord, what's his portion? What's his, I hate using this terminology, I thought, should have thought of a better one. What's his wish list? Forgive me for saying that, I hope you know what I mean. But what's the Lord's portion? What's, what's first on his list? Said, for the Lord's portion is his people. Hebrew 12 and 2, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Think about that for a minute. I don't know how this took place sometime in eternity past, before the foundation of the world. God the Father set these number in front of Jesus. And they were set in front of him. He says, and for the joy that set before me, he endured the cross. And whenever... Whenever I picture this, however it happened in eternity past, I think of these great big football stadiums, stuff like that. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like, oh, there's just a mass of people set before me and I'll go to the cross for them. No, he saw you as an individual and he considered you joy. That's why he went to the cross. John chapter 12. Again, he could have had anything. Satan could have given him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of it. But the fact that he chose and wanted you, me, for his inheritance. We look at our inheritance and how marvelous and everything. But he... His wish list, he was number one on his wish list. For the joy that set before him, he endured the cross. John, let's see, where did John go to? John chapter 12. And 
Verse 27. Now my soul was troubled. This was he was talking about. He, he knew the hour was coming when he's going to be put on the cross, when he's going to take your sins and my sins. He said, now my, my soul was troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me for this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Could have had anything. But he chose you. He considered you joy. That's why he went to this cross. And yeah, he could have called 10,000 angels. He didn't have to go to the cross. But he chose you. He chose me. And you say, why? I ask myself that. And the only thing I come up with is mercy. His mercy endureth forever. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. His portion could have all the kingdoms of the world and the glory thereof. We think of the, the, the pearls and the jewels and the streets of gold and the fruit and so forth. But then, by God's grace, he calls us to see, yeah, he's, he's my portion, saith my soul. And whenever we say that, whenever our soul says, yes, he's my portion, I see it more whenever I see that I'm his portion. I can't, uh, folks, I can't, I can't take that in. It's too high for me. I, I can't attain to it. But you and I... As his portion, his inheritance. That's number one on his list. Well, and doesn't the scripture say we love him because he first loved us? So I hope this evening that uh, he calls us to think on this. And we, we think of our portion is the Lord. Yeah, we see all this wonderful stuff. But our portion is the Lord. He's our inheritance. And aren't you grateful and happy and thankful for that? And, and to multiply that, to think that I am his portion. You are his portion. You are his inheritance. That's number one on his list. And I, I can't take it in. <laughs> but that's mercy and grace. That's love. May the Lord bless us, speaking of his word. We're dismissed.